I just wanted to leave a little qualifying note at the beginning of this video. I'm not going to talk very long because it's really this other podcast by these people named Jacqueline and Aaron who have a um, relationship coaching kind of business between each other um, that are going to do the give the information today. But I just wanted to give my own little qualification that I think lots of what they say about the importance of individuation from your family is completely 100% on, like right there, or I wouldn't be posting it here. But I just wanted to say that it doesn't help at all to push away other generations. I've learned that the hard way, that we wanna, that even if your parents did so many things that weren't raising you with complete true love, they did exactly the best that they could and you can love them for that for sure and i also just wanted to make the obvious point that it's when it's only when you are truly individuated that you can truly love your family and love other people hopefully you'll get what i mean by listening to this but individuating yourself makes you capable of love is what I would say and so in no way does claiming your own sovereign self from your family mean that you would be loving them less and that's a big lesson that I think we, we need to step into and then there's a bonus part at the end of this video so the first hour maybe not quite an hour chunk is a talk between Jacqueline and Aaron but the end is an interview with a man who lives in an eco-village in Portugal. So I'm putting together the sort of interpersonal couple relationship lens that I'm into. And then the, a bit of the community lens inspiration at the end. And lastly, I just wanted to say that I don't think that people hold us back because you'll see what I mean. I don't think they hold us back or sort of keep us in an old mold because they don't give a shit about us in a way that they literally don't care about us, but it's just the same way that we know that we aren't really able to care about other people and take other people's best interests at heart when we're not really taking care of ourselves. It's more like an incapacity to do that rather than anything malicious. But yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say. Ignoring my true self because I was so afraid of upping my standards, knowing that the people I was around wanted me to fail. They didn't want me to succeed, not not so much because it was about me, but because it was about them. They didn't have the courage, the humility, or the desire to want to grow to want to expand themselves and to want to um, see what they could accomplish. They were afraid. And so I was playing it safe for them. And I think that is the worst thing we can do to ourselves as humans, is play it safe, is play it safe just so we can feel connected to someone else who actually doesn't give a shit about themselves or give a shit about us. At the cost of your and own authenticity. that is the old paradigm. That's called codependency, not co-creation. So, Dad.
why there's so many problems around relationships today, for, particularly for millennials? Well, the old paradigm of relationship is becoming obsolete. Right. Because we're evolving and we're becoming more conscious, you know, about the collective problems and etc. So the old model's just not working anymore. And it's a good thing. So how's the old model showing up for them? Well, the old model is really people who are in relationships where it's mundane, they're not really in alignment with their life's purpose, they're not they're not really content or happy. They follow what they've been told to do. They're not authors of their experiences, their reality, they're not consciously co-creating what they want and they're stuck which eventually leaves them frustrated tired they become annoying to be in a relationship with you know fighting becomes a, a normal thing you know they end up in the divorce courts and then for our gen they're not even getting married at all it's like stuff that so what's the problem then if they're not getting married why is that an issue? Is that well, an issue? the problem becomes that they have a fear of commitment because they have a model that they've seen and that they've been brought up and raised in, and that's what they're avoiding. So when they're resisting that and they're going into relationships, what happens is that we end up fearing commitment and we're unable to make a decision if this is the right person. When things get a bit messy or tricky, we're like, well, how do we navigate the relationship at this point, maybe that just means it's over. He's probably not the one. She's not the one. Right, um, she wasn't a good match. They're not a good match. And and that may be true, but without having clarity and knowing what you want in a relationship, then you could go through a lot of people and never really get anywhere, never ground anything. Right, you'll never find the match. you'll just be completely distracted. So what's the new paradigm? Well, the new paradigm is about both people being consciously competent creators and living a life that has meaning and joy, where they're the authors of their experiences. The real key distinction that you want to make here is that in the old paradigm, people unconsciously create what they don't want. And they generally experience relationships through codependency, trauma-based relationships, um, master-slave dynamics, and they're quite draining. And you'll know, you'll know if you've been in one because that has been the model of relationship for humanity. So the on the other side of the fence, which is what we're all about, which is what we're inviting people to step into, those that are ready, those that are eager, is a completely different experience. And the experience obviously is a more positive experience towards greater abundance, greater quality of life, happiness, the right attitude in how we treat each other as male and female and how we model to our children what what life is about so it's a very creative experience to um step into i mean it all it all sounds pretty good but why 
why aren't why isn't why are more people experience already like why aren't people experiencing that? Because you don't know what you don't know, and if you don't know what exists, then you just don't know. You don't have that model. You don't have that um, knowledge. Uh, that's the short answer. It, it's people just it's new it's it's something that i think particularly our generation are becoming more aligned with because we've been raised by a certain generation that has created a lot of conflict in the world and for us it's it's been an eye opener so we can learn from the past look at what went wrong what doesn't work what's not working in the current model of relationships, why are they breaking up? Asking ourselves all these questions, we can get the answers and then we can manifest and create a new path, a new way. And that's exactly what happened for me. That's how, how I... So what did happen for how, you? How did you get into this? How this all came about, why I created this vision for my life so how did you come into this well I came into it from understanding my experiences as a a child realizing what I didn't get the psychological needs that weren't met how it affected my life how it it affected my ability to create how it it affected my ability to make money and, and feel safe and secure in the world and I realized what what was wrong and what I what I needed to correct in my own life but also what I valued and what I wanted and how I could step in how I could align with those values and start living my life the life that I want to live not someone else's ideas of how life should be lived and that came with bad relationships, poor quality choices in men, um, broken hearts, bad marriages, feeling bored in, in life, not experiencing what I wanted, fear of never experiencing what I want, um, realizing that when I had children, I didn't like putting them in school. It just wasn't my thing. It, it was boring. It was it was an old, outdated education system that, in my opinion, doesn't do anything great for our children except teach them how to become workers. And it doesn't tap into their abilities to be self-sovereign and create a life that they want to live. And all of that past trauma and negative feelings that I was feeling led me to realising that hold on I have like I have the power to create the life that I want and the only thing that's stopping me or was stopping me was stopping me were the voices of other people in my head listening to people who had no idea that also weren't in alignment with what they wanted they were miserable, unhappy their marriages were mundane if not like I wouldn't even say mundane I'd even say worse like at that level of 
non-consciousness. There's just no life there. It's like a decline rather than an incline. And I just couldn't live like that a day longer. I was done. And so I left a caged relationship, or a caged marriage where you feel trapped and bored and unsatisfied and it's stale. And, you know, you're, you're growing and the person's not growing. And you just know it's just, it's not, it's not going to work. It's a failed relationship. And so that was just a sign, like, this, this is done. You know, why flog a dead horse? And from that point on, I directed my energy into stepping into my authenticity. And to do that, I had to be crystal clear about what that was, what, what I wanted in life, what I wanted in a relationship, what I wanted as a parent, and how I wanted to raise my children. What type of, like, what type of parenting system did I want to use with my children? How did I want to make my money? Who, what type of man do I want to attract? And what type of life do we want to live together? What impact do we want to make? Do we want to make an impact at all? Like, all of these thoughts and decisions had to come into alignment. But before they could, they had to be clear. Without the clarity, then your manifestations aren't aligned and then nothing really nothing really happens. You stay stuck. So what actually led to it happening? It's the annoying suffering that we endure time and time again that we ignore and we ignore until it gets to the point where it's so in our faces and everything in our lives becomes upside like you know when your life just becomes upside down nothing's working it's completely dysfunctional you feel so overwhelmed by it all that that negative contrast was the moment that I was like I'm done I can't do this it was the realization that what I was doing was being inauthentic to myself. I was unloving to myself. I was literally ignoring my true self because I was so afraid of upping my standards, knowing that the people I was around wanted me to fail. They didn't want me to succeed, not not so much because it was about me, but because it was about them. They didn't have the courage and the humility or the desire to want to grow and to want to expand themselves and to want to um, see what they could accomplish. They were afraid. And so I was playing it safe for them. And I think that is the worst thing we can do to ourselves as humans. Is play it safe. Is play it safe just so we can feel connected to someone else who actually doesn't give a shit about themselves or give a shit about us. At the cost of your own authenticity. that is the old paradigm. That's called codependency, not co-creation. When two people stay together 
in a state of dysfunction and they need each other to fulfill their shitty little drama story. Yeah, or, or like both are in denial of a true part of who they are and, you know, for me yeah, it's just that I had the courage to, not, to say, fuck that, I'm not living that life. And, and not just that, you know, as millennials, I think that we we look back at our parents and we see, holy crap, you guys did a really bad job. Okay, not, not, not all boomers and not all generations have done a really bad job before us, but a lot of them have. I mean, look where we are collectively. That is true. So I didn't want to remodel my parents' life. It was a mess. And not even just them, the people around them, society in general, they have no clue. So that's where I had to step out of what most people do, right, which is like this sort of herd mentality and step out on my own and start asking myself big questions. And that that can be a really scary place for people because you're becoming the author of your life. You're becoming sovereign. You have to become self-responsible, like responsible for the self. And that place is a place where you have to self-inquire and gain knowledge and experience and skills. And so when I started moving towards my true self, my true nature as a human, the true human... I got a bite back from every single person who I had thought loved me and I had realised that I've never been loved. I've been conned into thinking that the experiences that I was having in my family life, in my relationships was love. I was getting sold like a cheap version of love. You'd actually like, just, you just had a lot, you'd just been bonded to a lot of people. Yeah, and it was an illusion. I was going for the low quality, like fake Louis Vuitton bags, you know. I was getting the cheap, the cheap version. And I was wondering why I was so, un, like, un, like, why I wasn't content, why I was like, frustrated there at that place all the time with those people that's why yeah because the bag starts to fall apart yeah because it's not yeah exactly it's fake it's not authentic it's not real you're never going to get the experiences you want with people who are unloving and that and even if they're your family members well you're never going to get the experiences that you want if you're not loyal to yourself correct and that that's that's the eye opener the eye opener becomes that hold on your whole experience of love has to be reframed because for most of us all we've known is is this codependency and when we start moving away from it is when well the battle begins right the battle of the self begins it, it really shows you how weak you are or how strong you are because you have to put boundaries up to people that are unloving to you, that you thought loved you or that you thought cared for you or that you thought 
we're, we're going to be by your side no matter what. You know, when you tra- you change trajectories and you move towards the path of love, the path of truth, virtue and morality, it's a war. There's no denying that, but going through that process builds self-esteem. self-esteem. It builds courage. It builds... There's so much gold there right. that when you acquire all of these skills and you face who you really are, you're going to ground a life worth living. And someone worth living with. Exactly. And that that's it. That is the best thing that we can do on this planet. Not just for each other, but for ourselves. And we give permission for other people to do the same when we do it. And the person we give permission to the most is our children. Absolutely. So it's it's like we've so overall millennials have been handed like a like a shitty inheritance. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like well, I mean debt. Yeah. Like that's a been metaphor going on for a long time. So it's not I'm I'm only speaking from from the millennial perspective because that's yeah. who I am and I've been raised by boomers. So But this isn't new, it's something that's been But but we are at a precipice. Like correct. at this point. It's a turning point. You see, you see, tradition came up until probably our our age, and then since this is since the millennials are the information age, they now have access to all this information that they didn't have before. Correct. Thing is, they don't really know how to implement it. They don't really know where to focus their energy. And they don't, they don't really know how to practically apply it to their life. Right. Because they haven't had the mentorship and um, from the older generation. They haven't had a, a grounding in, well, a loving grounding in being able to develop themselves. That's probably why you see these perpetual students yeah. all the time. Perpetual student because they don't have the direction. Right. You know, some of them went that path of just following what mum and dad said, just doing that, and then, but they're, they're unsatisfied. You know, because there is. Yeah, well, that, that's. They didn't create it. It, it, it. Essentially, it all links in to codependency or collectivism. Collective, collectivism. Like, even the way that we've been educated. So. That's really the core problem. Yeah, it is. And so we're we're moving towards our freedoms, our rights, our virtues, Mm. the truth of who we are as natural humans and what we're capable of, which is much more than we've been sold because we were sold the lie. And that, that big realisation that awakens us that we have when we see that play out in our own family it just shakes you oh you to, mean your own nuclear in your own yeah it shakes you that you have like you come to terms with the fact that you weren't loved yeah and that people people will often be in denial about that but then it's almost like it's not even denial. It's just they don't know the other side yet. Yes, so that's what it, so they have to deny it. They can't compare it yeah. to, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on. 
haven't switched over. They're not in the new paradigm. Yeah, so so what could happen is because they don't realise that there is something new, mm. they're terrified of analysing the old for the, for the fear of having nothing. And I guess that's what we're doing. We're showing this absolutely in you. Totally. Totally, the better. grass is greener over the other side. Yeah, right. because the, it's been overgrazed the, on this the, side. The, the, the point I'm making here is to get to the other side, to step into that that unknown part for people because they don't know it yet, they're not experiencing it yet. It might be something that they're, they're like attuning to with what I'm saying, right. but yeah. they, it's not tangible, they don't have it yet. And so it's it's like, I don't really know what love is. But you get to that place by knowing how unloving you've been to yourself. And when you know how unloving you've been to yourself, you can move towards your truth, what it is that you are here for, your meaning, your purpose. So your purpose. You've got to find your meaning. You've got to create, it's really, it's really you've got to find your purpose and you've got to create meaning. Yeah. So... And so when, when you actually, when you have that contrast and you start to feel what it's like, embody what it's like, you start to see that, the, you know, when you, when, you move, when you raise your standards and you're faced with what you get faced with along that journey, you now have the contrast of what codependency is and what actual love is. Because love can't, love can't align with codependency. They're not the same thing at all. Love is actually the, the freedom to individuate, the freedom to allow the other to grow and come out of their conditioning, come out of their, come out of codependency. Exactly. Into a state of authenticity. So authorship. Exactly. To the point where they can choose. Right. Self-navigate and consciously co-create together. And so the, the hookup here is that what people are doing is they're going from love relationship to love relationship and all they're doing is experiencing one codependent partner to the next codependent partner. To the, and that's that's... The cycle, that's the vicious cycle well, that people face. The problem is they're looking to the other person and so they're totally looking in the wrong... They're totally, totally, totally looking in the wrong direction. Exactly. They might be angry at themselves because they might think, well, what's wrong with me to keep attracting all the... Well, and they're actually getting in the right direction there. <laughs> they're actually heading in the right direction if they're frustrated themselves for keeping on attracting this these dysfunctional relationships or let's say it's not a dysfunctional one let's say it's just a mediocre one or it's one that doesn't isn't aligned with purpose and so yeah when you realize that that's you have the biggest say in it you have you're the cause exactly okay so that that, that changes the whole game. game. Now you have two people who are like, okay, I'm cause over me. 
you are calls over you. Now, how do we create a life together? What do we want? And and where do we stay in in our lane and respecting each other's freedoms, boundaries, etc. Without needing to control the other. Right? The old paradigm's all about control because you can't create what you want in a relationship. So you control your partner, manipulate your partner in order to get to what us, you want. Yeah. So and you, that never yeah. works. Well, no, it could work, but what you have well, it, it what you sucks. have then is a non voluntary relationship, a master slave. Um, or but, you can't make it work. But it doesn't work to the gr- to the degree that you that you want because your manifestations aren't aligned and they end up being like Shit. think about needing to control someone. That takes well, a lot of energy. You can't relax, can you? That takes a lot of energy. No. You are always focused on them and you're, you're trying to manipulate everything around you in order to get what you want. Exactly. Or to make that person submit to you. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And so, and then you never get, sucks. and then you never get what you are. You see, but if two people come out of the codependency, stop trying to control, and they're individuals, what you can have is co-creation. Right. And that's when you experience the joy of relationship. Exactly. And, and what happens is people get into these, what we call trauma-based relationships, right? You just meet someone, you end up in a relationship with them, and everything's good for a while, and then, you know, it crashes, the honeymoon's over, and all of your crap, your baggage, your emotional baggage, your, your unhealed childhood patterns emerge, and then you begin to project onto each other, and your life becomes hell, and then you break up and you move on, and the same thing happens again. So... This is the typical mundane relationship. This is what most people currently put up with in their lives. They do. Uh, Particularly modern. Particularly currently. Right. Not so much historically. And so, you know, marriage isn't very sexy. No, one sexual partner isn't very, isn't very sexy either. But that's that's pushed in the media. But well, that's just social engineering too, right? And it's because it seems like it's a black and white. It's actually a bit like a black and white fallacy. So people, it's just an, and also it's almost like I have the promiscuous life, or I have the lockdown traditional marriage. When there's yeah, it's, it's probably just an association fallacy that people who have that one sexual commitment the, the lie is that you don't experience as much adventure or excitement that's really yeah, good one well, well that's interesting because you know we've both worked with men and women throughout coaching practice and we, we see the same pattern over and over and over and over again and really what this is bringing up for people is the fact that you've based your life on a lie you've based your life on a paradigm 
and that paradigm is generally what you saw growing up. Usually, yeah. So two things happen. You either resist it, and so you, you might have had, like we've worked with people and they talk about their childhood as really positive and it was good and mummy, yeah. mummy, mum and dad were great yeah. and they were, you know, they were fine. And they, but there's like you can you can hear the 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 part in them that's like just sort of saying that to cope with the, the reality of, well, it wasn't that great, but it wasn't that bad. It was just like good, mediocre, right? So that it wasn't thriving, it wasn't um, connected and conscious. It was just, yeah, they were fine. Yeah, they didn't fight. Yeah, it wasn't too traumatic for me. And still, like, having that sort of perception of your parents is in most cases, just sort of this um, coping mechanism. It's like, well, you know, I'm okay. I was all right. I was raised pretty well. Like I could say in my family dynamic, my family system, I got all my needs met in terms of like, you know. You could could look through that lens, yeah. Like I had a pretty good life, like sports, um, you got what food, was a, yeah, like family, Financially, yeah. all of that stuff, books, clothing, shelter, good, um, school. good school, yeah, private school, right, but you got to dig a bit deeper than that because the reason why people are suffering in their relationships today is intrinsically linked to their family system and uncovering the, the reasons why that is or why you sort of play safe with your family is really what sets you free so you can create and have an awesome thriving relationship with someone so yeah you can you could definitely say that you had a good um, like a, a good upbringing yeah I had a, I had a good upbringing <laughs> yeah but compared to what that's what you guess what you're gonna ask yourself compared to what? Well, well well that's what I'm saying. You're only comparing it to the standard of current relationships today. You know, that's your model. For most people that's their model. Most people had an okay upbringing. And then you have um people who also went through some pretty severe abuse. Yeah, but then Okay, so from the same person who could... I could say that too easily. In fact, that was my identity that I grew up. I was raised really well. And it was only when, because we had the intention to have such a great relationship, that we had, we both had to see through all of that programming and realise that we were raised absolutely horribly. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. There needs to be... You need to get to that level individually. You need to... Yeah. Like, if you want a thriving, conscious relationship, individually, you need to get to that place where your minimum standard of relating isn't based on just because you had an okay upbringing or your parents were like, you know, they were good or they were nice or they were kind or you got what you... Or your bias. You know, exactly. So you kind of have to go into... Really um, understanding yourself, and I think the, the best way to do that for people 
we've seen that their current relationships, if they're dysfunctional, then that's a telltale sign that you know you weren't raised properly, basically. Exactly. So you can't then. And that that manifests for people in various ways. There was felt like there was a key point we were talking about before. Um, I was talking about the traditional relationship, how it's just like an association where, yeah, you might people might associate sexual promiscuity with excitement, adventure, or freedom, freedom, variation, diversity. Okay, and so let's just take that and say that that. Adventure, freedom, diversity. Why would you ever want to lose that? You don't. That's what's valuable. The problem is people people associate their monogamous relationships with their parents or the ones they've seen, or they associate that not with adventure and freedom and diversity and you know all of that. And so. Even if you feel like you were raised fine, which is just the default that you know they did the best with they had, um, <laughs> right? Um, did you? Could you say that you felt like the the depth and the meaning and the love that your parents felt for each other was palpable? That they were they had a they had a mission together. That they had such a high level of intimacy that it laid the found an incredibly solid foundation for you to experience a profound relationship yourself. You know, I could just keep going on and on and you didn't experience that. And that's what I would, I would say, why would you not want something like that? And so I know, like I know someone who had a relationship which was pretty profound and they ended up pulling apart from it because of the association that, that monogamy and like family and one sexual partner that, that 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 wasn't associated with adventure. Well, I think look, I think the first place to start, um, because our work is pretty deep and we're pretty refined in our relationship skills um, and philosophy and psychology. So the first place to start, regardless is becoming an individual from your parents and I can guarantee that 90% of the population have not, maybe more haven't gone through that process of individuating from individuating from the family system, from your family so to make a decision before doing that is already setting you up for um some pretty serious consequences that's that is the first step if you want to attract a profound relationship and you want to have a uh, healthy life partner you need to become an individual from your parent and unfortunately for most people they've just been trained to be codependent and not be able to think for themselves not make decisions for themselves most people's model of relationship is a model of their parents. But, but or, the point I'm making is by default. Like, not it's, even it's, it's either by default 
or what they've done is something entirely different and they've resisted what their parents did and they've swung the other way, right? So, again, that's still a form of um, not not really being... Not separating yourself. (laughs) Yeah, you've you've just sort of swung the pendulum and gone the other way. It's still not autonomous. Exactly. So, for me... So, so what am I supposed to become a complete individual before meeting somebody? Well, I would say it's, it's the best thing to do. Yeah, it's I mean, ideal. We didn't, we didn't fully do it like that. Not at all. Um, but I, had, I was a, a coach and worked in the field of family therapy, family system therapy. Um, it's a unique um, understanding how the family system works. Uh, so, because I had that skill, this relationship was able to move through those dysfunctional patterns quite quickly. However, not everyone has that skill, so I would think the best way to do it would be to individuate yourself, at least to a level first, before meeting a partner. Exactly. So, it starts with minimum viable yeah. individuation. Exactly. And I mean, if people are sort of married and in a relationship already, then that doesn't that that doesn't mean they can't take the relationship to the next level. <laughs> Hi, Papa. <laughs> right. So, so what? What is? Can you can you actually hold me? Yeah. So. So you're in a committed relationship. Let's say you have a child. You don't really want to like leave the relationship and divorce and whatnot but you want to fix the trouble that you're having in the relationship so what those people need to do is they need to individuate the relationship out of their old family system i don't think i know that that takes and that's that's my favorite thing well that's because we've done it my value, my contrib- one of my contributions to humanity is going to be the skill of using the relationship to individuate rather than needing to individuate before you actually meet Yeah, but, but I think both of course, are great. you need to individuate. You need to. You, that's the goal. Like, if I individuated more before I met you, it would have been so much better. So, 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 so much better. Yeah. But to think that you, with how you're current, how you were raised, that you're going to be able to individuate completely before meeting someone is unrealistic. No, that's because the jet, the partner often brings up a lot of the key traumas exactly. that you've been through. The partner can be the catalyst to so, go deeper into your suffering or to transcend it. Correct. Absolutely. However, saying that, you can still get to a level on your own, and I would encourage people who are single to do that before... Um, so it's meeting, responsibility. Meeting someone, absolutely. You will have way less trouble in the future. You, you, you mitigate the risk of unwanted pregnancies. <laughs> um, like like potential, like, you know, and you end up with a guy and you think, yep, this is the one, and you have a baby. And, you know, your life just changes when you have children. You have so much more responsibility and... If you haven't done the inner work, you, there's no way you can give a child what it needs. That's you just can't. No. And 
you know, on top of that, you have the social system that you're living in where, you know, you've got to go make money and you've got to figure out your money and you've got to figure out how you're going to do that. And if you haven't, you know, developed yourself, it's just a shit fight and it's a, and it's a struggle. So that's, I, okay. I learned that from my, my first relationship. I had yes. my children early. And I bet you didn't it think was that. Hell. I bet you didn't think that you were going to have you find yourself in a relationship and having kids like the one you did. You weren't like, oh, got to be careful. It just ended up happening. Well, I made all the mistakes. I, I understood all the root causes of the mistakes, and I fixed them. So I, I have a completely different relationship now. It's exactly what I, what I want. Yeah, but the point is, some there, there might be a bit of arrogance thinking, oh, well, I'm not going to get pregnant. But what? Someone think, thinking they're not going to get pregnant. Yeah, but I think that the point I would, and something we didn't talk about, is the consequences of abortion. I'm not going to go into that here, but. That is a serious um, consequence of promiscuity. Yeah, it's 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 a hard one because you're looking at it from a few different perspectives. One, you're looking at it from facts, so you've always got to look at facts before how you feel about something, or you know, trying to claim your freedom first. It's like, well, just look at the facts and what the facts say about women who have abortions. And you'll see there's uh, a lot of psychological, long-term problems that it causes for females. It is proven. I reckon it's the reason why I was conceived. I discovered that my mother had an abortion. And I believe in order to rectify that, she conceived me. Right. There was this... And when you study the biological medical science that we have, you understand that the... That would have been her urge to try and heal that trauma for herself. Right. Yeah. And then, again, the consequence of having a child without being developed yourself and having healed your trauma from your own childhood, you're only going to recreate those patterns yourself and you're going to create dysfunctional children. It's just, it's just the way it is. And so we've given, we've given a lot of the consequences, but also you've had the contrast of having children who are in your care and who you love and who are a part of our mission. So, but you've had children outside of a conscious relationship and then you've had a child inside a conscious relationship, conscious relationship after you've done the individuation Work. process, Correct. after you've done the psychological development, the emotional growth, the spiritual um, development, right? And so you've experienced, you can experience the contrast Exactly. And I want people to experience this. Got my little boy sucking on my finger. Exactly. I mean, it's a huge, there's a huge distinction between an unconscious codependent relationship. Yeah. Right? Meaning codependent, you you really haven't developed yourself. No. And you don't have relationship skills. You don't know. You're not not a healthy human to, in in terms of um, a desirable a desirable partner, a desirable wife, a desirable husband, and that shows up in relationships where you get into a lot of strife, uh, power struggles, arguments, um, cheating, lying, manipulating, 
passive drama, etc. Okay, that's the that's a key sign that you have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Hey, simple. Just, <laughs> if, if you don't have, you got to have humility, right? Hey, look, let's get, let's go. If you have a lot of drama, and pain, and suffering inside a relationship, it's a sign that you haven't individuated from your family system. Exactly. Okay. If you're experiencing a lot of mediocreness and you can't say that my my relationship is profound and full of love and development and spiritual growth, then you're also haven't individuated from your parents either. Because exactly. the only the only that's the result of individuating. Exactly. So yeah, so it's, it was the contrast for me was very. I mean, look what I'm doing. I'm sitting here. With my family, my children are are at home. I love what I create with my my life partner. Exactly. And it's a it's a purely creative process. Um, and saying that in that whole process, it hasn't always been that way. There's obviously it it was the the relationship to heal. Yeah. It was that. That's what it was designed what... to do. Yeah. Um, and when you have that focus, you can actually withstand that um yeah that intensity right but that that would mean that two people need to be on the same page like a yes. man needs to be there for a woman for her to heal herself exactly he has to have a sense of groundedness and strength from within so she can go through her own transformation and same with her he, she has to hold him hold him accountable like well, absolutely you know, herself accountable and have healthy boundaries and whatnot and let him go through his own process of growth so and healing and healing healing that's right and like and then you pop out you guarantee your life will become better yeah. will become free like that is true absolutely and, and it's really nice it's really really nice so I learned a lot in my last relationship and I learned a lot about what I did wrong and actually to be honest it came from sexual promiscuity I, in, 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 a, in all the wrong ways in all the unconscious ways of, of going about being a female exactly so I would say I would also add that um, I didn't have many relationships before you so two on, on two different tiers one all the pornography I watched and all of that, I can I, I know the harm that that caused to this relationship and all the undoing that I had to do in order to get to the level where I am now with my intimacy. Right. Okay, so I can sense that, and I didn't even have sexual partners. Right, they were just well, virtual, 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 right? And then I can also I've also got that contrast where I am really really <coughs> glad that I didn't and so I can ex- I can experience what it's like to not be promiscuous and then enter into a partnership I I know that that's one of the reasons I've been pair bonded to you for yeah well that's what I'm saying you, to, to make a decision and go well I want to be a promiscuous woman and I want to have free sex and decide who I want to sleep with when I want to sleep with them and I'm fine taking the pill and all that is all good to say but if you if you don't know why you're doing that on a on a very rational level yeah yeah you're you're 
you're doing it for all the wrong reasons because really you're just basing your value on your sexuality as a female. So there's a difference between making a decision there's an inverted way of making a decision, which is which is what I'm getting at as being a promiscuous female. And for for me, for me, actually, it's so funny because I was like so I was so hooked into Sex in the City, which is all about promiscuity and sexual empowerment and liberation and, and females. Like, yeah, we can be like men and have sex. And I remember like I hadn't had sex for such a long time. And I was sitting there watching and drinking a glass of wine. I was like, I should go have some sex. Like, that's exactly what, what went through my head. I should go have some sex. And so what I did that night, like I called up my girlfriends and my cousin. I'm like, let's go out. So we went out and I had some sex. And that person who I had sex with became the father of my three children. I ended up falling pregnant to him. Uh, three months after knowing and I didn't even want to be like like there was no intention to marry the guy to be with the guy it was just like casual sex like we would just see each other and it was a perfect like I at the time I thought it was a perfect dynamic because he had had cancer and he was like I can't have children like you know sterile and I was like great because I hate contraception so this is going to work for me and it didn't and I felt pregnant and three months after knowing someone falling pregnant and then moving out with him it was a disaster because he wasn't ready he had so much trauma from his own childhood and his cancer and the stuff he hadn't healed within himself and then you have me who was like sort of like a feminist who was just like yeah sexual empowerment i want to kind of work on my career and do what i want right it, it was a disaster waiting to happen and it was and that relationship ended tragically and there was it was, so, it was so just messy. it was horrible it was messy f- we were cleaning up the fragments from it it was just those consequences like exactly. years into our relationship exactly. so that's my reason why i'm not a fan of sexual promiscuity my, my the reason i'm not a fan is because i've seen um the, the two levels of contrast one what i've had to undo inside the relationship to get to a level of intimacy that I want and also experiencing the level of pair bonding that I have um, which is really really healthy it's it's romantic like when you see like people like when I watch Attenborough and he's got like albatross meeting they haven't seen each other for a year and they like do some ceremony and they play the emotional music and they like humanise the albatross doing like a love ritual reuniting you know, not seeing each other and, you know, pairing for life. So that that's, that's humanised because it's a very, very, very valuable human experience. So the, the pair bonding that I've had, I wouldn't change that for the world. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right, so we'll leave it there. Yep. And if, if you have a question regarding your relationship, whether you're single, dating, or uh, in a relationship you're not sure about, you can join us on our Facebook page at Mastering Relationship, or you can leave a comment on the podcasts, and we'll be happy to answer it.
So in conjunction with the idea of healthy individuation from one's parents so that you can have a completely healthy individuated partnership, which is something that I think is an excellent thing. I think that the idea of living in community in this in an eco-village kind of sense is one of the very healthiest ideas that I can imagine in terms of everyone's psyche and everyone's creativity and everyone's closeness to the earth. So I thought I'd add this interview at the end to give a taste of that. Yeah, so I think what inspired me when I think meeting you and listening to you is that for me it's been an inspiration to meet somebody who's been living in, let's say, alternative communities, yeah, mm -hmm. for nearly 20 years now, right? On and 10, off. 15. 15 years, yeah. 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 Um, and maybe it'd be nice just you share with people like, what pulled you, what pulled you into that alternative, you know, that vision, that mission, or like what, what made you think, hey, I'm going to just go and, you know, explore living in a community that's not in the sort of common yeah. norm. Yeah, what inspired me? Well, it started, I was really young. I was into partying and festivals and organizing events you know, with my friends. We basically became a big family. Um, we started living this family vibe, you know, of creating spaces and sharing time and and also bringing something to the people. You know. We had something to share, something to show. We wanted to inspire the people around us. <clears throat> so it started with that, actually, um, with events. And slowly the family got to the to the point. Yeah, we want to live community, you know, and preferably out, you know, out in nature. Try to find a sacred uh, untouched spaces you know and uh, we start traveling started we came to spain portugal you know south europe traveling with vans still doing the festivals uh, visiting communities getting inspired ourselves yeah. no same as me yeah so it was this first three years till i start settle down in south of portugal you know, with some people it was just a little family in the beginning yeah, and slowly going into gardening, self-sustainability, you know, work the land. And, uh, yeah, learning, learning, learning and yeah. sharing a lot, you know, meeting many, many people. And then I moved into a community, yeah, about 20, 30 people. And they were already experienced, you know, they lived there already many years. Yeah, it was the idea basically to um, make something new, make something more pure and also more social connected imagine we were all coming from town we were all living in our little apartments you know in our little existences and we wanted to be more together you know more more exchange more being more people you know yeah. together mm -hmm. more family more connection yeah more heart sharing yeah. you know that was the drive yeah the, uh, because we're all very you know busy with our little lives out there you know and people share not enough, I think, you know, it really, it's really important, you know, we, we give us something, you know, yeah. so much to give, no? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and what, and, and <clears throat> because, you know, Daniela is like super talented, yeah? You probably won't agree with this, but just so you know, I'm sitting by this clay oven, which we've eaten some phenomenal pizzas from, like we had like a two pizza parties i've never even had pizza parties until now you know they were amazing and uh 
he's actually made this himself. You can't see it all. I'll maybe show you a picture or capture some video. There's like a dragon on top and it's not fully finished yet, but there's a few more stages. But you, you've really, you self-taught this. It's like, because you, you, you do clay ovens, you're amazing in the garden, you understand permaculture. Mm. You know, you've really, you feel, because I think sometimes people are scared to go maybe into, you know, community because they might think they don't have the talent or the gifts or they don't know what to do, you know, but you really are, you're, you're hands-on, you're really exploring that, yeah? You talk a little bit about how that came about, or was that from the out, you knew how to do this outside, and then... It's a bit of both, you know. I had a hippie mother. I grew up with a, <laughs> with an artist mother, no? Um, she's a very, she's a doer. She was a gardener, an artist. I was traveling with her also, a lot of my uh, childhood. I was with my mother traveling, also living communities and all this. Um, she always, inspired me a lot she was giving me lots of confidence of do it yourself you know whatever the, the teachers and the school and the system was trying to tell me you know and fears and insecurities my mother was like hey man go for it you know you can do it Lovely. so that was uh thank you mama <laughs> thank you papa you know um yeah they inspired me a lot you know and they gave me a lot of self-confidence and yeah i'm enthusiastic i'm a doer you know i, I want to learn i want to yeah, I want to learn. Yeah. So whatever I've been going into that was inspiring me, I, I, I learned it very fast, you know. And when I came to Portugal, I met clay workers, you know, proper professional clay builders, which I lived with for some years. We started work together and then, yeah, made building sites, plastering houses, ovens, all this stuff. Uh, I went into the gardening. I wanted to be self-sustainable, eat healthy food. So I totally got hooked to the garden oh, and growing organic food. And I teach many of the things I teach myself, you know, through experience. Yeah. Know? I was just like, oh, let's try it out, you know, if it doesn't work. Yeah. And of course, I also I read some books, you know, and I exchanged with many gardeners and local farmers and all this. The old people from Portugal, they gave me lots of uh, input. They yeah. did that for hundreds of years, you know, <laughs> the past generations. Yeah, it's just about stepping in and doing it. You know? yeah. There's nothing that can actually go stop. wrong. Yeah, go yeah. wrong. You know, it's it's just learning curve. You know, even if you fall on your nose, just stand up and keep going. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you're all, and like you said, there's even a there's a few communities close by which there's a there's that real essence of community and connection where. You said something lovely on, in one of the other communities you lived on where, you know, everyone brought their, their skills, right? And yeah. they come together and that was actually, f that was part of the community. Was that yes. how can we, um, I can't remember the word you used, but how do you come together really uh, logically and, 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 and learn from each other, right? And each mm -hmm. person takes what they're good at exactly. and, and brings that to the community. Yeah, it's fusing our skills and crafts and everything we learned, you know. It's just bringing it together on a very open, is creating an open platform for us to share these things. You kind of can call it also a bit of a system sometimes, you know, because we always tend to make a f create a fundament, you know, something we can build something on. Mm. And this needs a bit of structure. Sure. Yeah. That's a human thing, you know, that to create a bit of a structure. But it helps to make things going, you know. If you keep the focus, you know, and you have a circle, you communicate, communication is very important, you know. Communication, transparent communication, yeah. guys. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And uh, through that, uh, people manage to do incredible things, you know, in the most isolated places, you know, where things seem to be very hard, you know, people manage to 
to build something up, you know. And yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah, and you attract, you really attract, you attract the right people at the right time as well, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <coughs> because <coughs> you've travelled around, but you've, you said something really lovely to me in one of our conversations, is just that, almost like whatever somebody's looking for in this alternative, you know, because there's lots of people out there, a lot of people that watch the, the conversations that I talk, you know, are, that, you know, the consciousness is changing, they're thinking alternatively, maybe mm. conceptually, or they've read it in books, maybe seen it on documentaries mm -hmm. or whatever, but taking that, you know, the plunge into that next step is often the thing that, you know, oh no, they want the safety of Babylon, the society, the, the monthly income, whatever it is, all mm. of that sort of illusion. Whereas when we've come here and spent time with you and, and what you've pointed out to me is that, there's communities for everyone, right? Because, you, you know, for a while you just was in the mountain on your own and then, you know, mm -hmm. you felt, okay, I want to be more with more active, more people. And some mm -hmm. people have got a community where they, you know, they're quite, you know, how did you describe it? They've got their single Arim pods. Yeah. 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 Kind of. Yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah. I believe that's the way to go, you know, that's the way to be. Um, whatever people or whatever little different concepts there is if people buy a land together or if everyone buys his own thing people are more into gardening or more into therapies you know yeah it's to just it's to just do it you know yeah it's really go beyond our fears and our insecurities because people that come here get inspired but like you're saying you know some have just theories in their head you know just pictures and uh, here people can be inspired and see well you can just do it, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, you can just go for it, there's nothing, there's nothing really, you just do it, you know, yeah. yeah, and that's how I also got inspired, you know, yeah. the first years traveling, seeing the communities, you know, that's where I got lots of, uh, also more self-confidence, okay, wow, they're doing that in that way, the compost toilets, you know, the yeah. eco-constructions, yeah. the gardens, everything, so it's, it's really happening, you know, yeah. do it then. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you, and you've also, you, uh, you, he, Danielle totally lives like that because he shared a few things where, uh, you know, he's put something or there's even been a system with the bins, right? And then it's like the bins, we just put them there and people mm. forget, like they put them there, all of a sudden the rats come, you're like, hey, that don't work, you know, <laughs> we got to move it there or the toilet goes there, but it's, it's bringing too much smell, so we've got to move things and you're constantly yeah. moving and, 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 and I think sometimes people get a bit fixed, I don't know what your thoughts on this are, but sometimes people get a bit fixed on like it has to already be done, you know? Yeah. I think we're sometimes a little bit, we take for granted and because of maybe this, the society we grew up in, you know, we think like, oh, we've got to turn up and it's all done. Whereas mm -hmm. it's more about learning, isn't it? Yeah. Just re or relearning yeah. how, how to live. Yeah. I think if we would think like we're all little babies, you know, and um, everything you learn, yeah, imagine with the compost toilets, and all this kind of stuff, you know, it's 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 very dodgy thematics in between because it's about health, it's about uh, clean environments, you know. You have to be flexible. We have to be flexible. Look at our times, you know. Things are going totally wrong here and there, and on the other side, too, you know, it's really a change going on, a transformation, you know. So we have to be open for this transformation, you know. We have to be flexible. I and the only thing I think why I went so far also is because I'm a total improvisation artist, you know. I'm always like, okay. I have this and this and this and that, I bang it up, you know, <laughs> and find an improvis uh, provisoric or improv improvising kind of a yeah. system or idea. Yeah, using and resources. But it's flexible, it's always flexible. I'm always there observing, you know, I try to like, keep my eyes open, you know, and observe the land, observe my work, you know, and make it better, you know, because it's never perfect, you know, it's, 
times are changing, you know, the land is changing. The, the mines are changing. The mines, everything, you yeah. know, it's just to be open for the change, you know. Yeah. And you were you originally, mm. fr originally from? Sardinia. 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 Island, yeah. part of Italy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you found yourself in Portugal for the last yeah. 15? 10, 10, 11 yeah. years, yeah. 10, 11 years. In 10 years in Germany with my mother. Yeah. Traveling also and, yeah. Amazing. And, uh, so I've been 10 years. I'm 33, so I've been 10 years here, 10 years there, more or less 10 years here. Yeah. Yeah. 33, right. Happens, yeah, and age is nothing really because you know you're, you've got a wealth of life experience. That's why mm. I feel when I when I talk to you and listen to you, it's like a very. I mm. feel that also maybe you've even picked up your wisdom as well, just from all of that life experience. You know, mm. being out there and so on, which I which I which I find uh, inspiring. Um, and I'm also inspired by. I'm not that you're you're so much younger than me, you know, but like mm. just inspired by. You know, you're the next generation, you know, that are really out there and, and leading the way. And I know you're not advocating your, you know, this is the way and you must go mm. this way. But like, mm. that, that for me is really inspiring. What, what, would be, what would you say has been one of the most challenging, challenging uh, times or experiences that, you know, that for you taking that, making that transition? It's, I think... This project here, it's Kavrum, it's been the start of a young community with young families, with little children coming from all over the world, different cultures, different ways of living. Basically starting a project, creating that fundament, the social aspect of that, you know, not necessarily cleaning the land and creating the environment, you know, and the, the infrastructure. It's something I've been learning of for many years it's something I kind of I'm into it the social aspect is really that this is the big challenge yeah you know? imagine comes up comes together families we don't know each other you know um, we want to live together we want to make schools and buildings and everything you know and we don't know each other we just met here you know right so it's like ah, oh, okay that's you you know <laughs> it's like that's I think the most challenging thing we've been going through all kinds of troubles, you know, and, and challenges and issues and stuff. You know. Yeah, personal and emotional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a, it's a inner growth as an outer growth, you know. How the place is growing, how we are growing, you know. Yeah. You have to be open for that. Really, you have to make this conscious decision in your life. Um, you want to grow inside of yourself with the people around you, you know. You're open to let go of all the dramas of the, you know, of the old patterns sort out your comic story you know it's it's all about this you know and this is why also I came here it wasn't because I want to make a garden I could have done a garden anywhere exactly you know? I came here because of that because I saw this is an open place you yeah. know it, the energy flows through here there's always coming people even tourists people from wherever yeah you know? not just uh, young young people interested in this way of life you know the locals you know it's it's really a big social interaction yeah. you know and yeah, not always easy, you know. Because yeah. uh, you're dealing with many factors as well, aren't you? Because how, how old is this how, how old is this piece of land, this 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 village that's now sort well, of run down? It's been abandoned for twenty years. Twenty years abandoned. But the, the age of the village is almost unknown. Yeah. Because every uh, all the locals say this village is really, really old. It goes beyond. Good yeah. morning. Yeah. <laughs> morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
so, so, so you, you've got that you've got that like mentality of the of the locals and the people and the people that still own the land and you're moving mm -hmm. in and then you've got the new people coming in and then, yeah. and like you said you've got because it's an open free flow you've got so many different ideas and visions. Mm -hmm. um, Daniela shared something beautiful, which was <clears throat> when the community was feeling a little bit uneasy and and maybe they were going through some challenges on a, on a, on an interpersonal level. Um, the people that were being attracted to the community were also coming from that vibration, weren't mm -hmm. they? Were quite mm -hmm. erratic and a little bit uncertain and unsure, and it was causing like some kind of crazy experiences within the community. Yes. But then when you guys come together and really like solidified and maybe unified, even would yeah. be the word. Yeah, and some different harmony started to to ripple out, didn't it? Yeah, get the clear vision mm. it was the thing. That's why the vision circle and the communication was so crucial you know for for this place to work um, we had to get together and have a focus and have a clear vision you know and as more we were holding together and we were trusting each other it was also big work on building up trust towards each other right. because like I'm saying we didn't know us from the past yeah there's other examples you know like other communities where people know each other since many years they get together buy a piece of land settle down and you know everything is kind of clear they work they work good together and here it was more f to build that up you know yeah. and that confidence towards you yeah. and the people around you and yeah we're running this place together you know so if we don't want it to fall apart you know or get overrun by weird energies and we have to hold together you know and uh, it's the third year now here three and a half and we're getting there you know yeah. it's really harmonizing yeah. first years was so chaotic you know between us conflict separation you know so much chaos and not healthy environment and uh, we are transforming that yeah it's really we're getting there and, and yeah but it, it, yeah, i'm proud of you as well because it's a, it's a constant it's a constant work on yeah. that isn't it it's daily dedication yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you know you make this clear decision and yeah. go for it you know yeah it's, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i hear that totally mm -hmm. and then and then um what was the um yeah i think um yeah, I think that's amazing. I think, unless there's like, I, I'm, I'm sh nah, there's your dog as well. Yeah, uh, unless there's a, uh, is there anything that you feel that you'd like to, to say? I mean, I love, I love how you've answered this, uh, this conversation, but um, is there anything that you feel you'd like to say to anybody that might listen in, mm. that might be either thinking about starting a community or maybe even wanting to visit Cabrini, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah. anything you'd like to throw, like a few words? Yeah, I mean, we are a community, there's hundreds of these communities coming up, you know. Um, we are very open for new people. I believe community can happen everywhere, anywhere, you know. It's like, it's like knock on the door of your neighbor, you know, and start to yeah. meet each other. Yeah. You know, and share. Exactly, exactly. And uh, there's so much beautiful things to share. And especially if you're living in a town, in, in Babylon, call it like you want. <laughs> you know, this place needs open-minded people it needs all this uh, um, consciousness this open consciousness you know make a garden with your neighbor you know just dig a piece of land you know or yeah yeah celebrate make music you know yeah come together yeah, go yeah. for holidays you know and search for these places get inspired you know yeah, yeah hello yeah. good morning hey good morning morning there's your son there's your son <laughs> Okay, awesome. Well, there you go. Some of, the, some of the beautiful local people are arriving. And I just wanted to take a little moment here with Dan Here's his son. Here he come. Look at there. Look at the camera. You're on camera now. That's it. You're around the world. 
This is the this is the new up and coming generation. Yeah. He's working on his communication. Yesterday he I used think. some quite forceful techniques, but he's working on himself. <laughs> <laughs> <Makes> so, <laughs> thank you as always for tuning in and listening to Simon on the sofa. I hope this is giving you a little insight for those out there that are really, you know, thinking about maybe um, alternative ways of living. But I think what how Danielle just ended this is more important for me. Is how do you build community within yourself? How do you bring community to the world that you're in now? If that's still in your office at home, in your local town, village, community, start there. Start within yourself. Start sharing. Start knocking on neighbors. Or ask people, who, who are they really? Not just, how is the weather? Who, who are the people that you're living next to? You know, What are they up to? What are they about? What are their dreams and visions and aspirations? And that in itself can create real this real bonded community wherever we are. So... Um, that's there for everybody to begin today, right? Yeah. You don't, you know, you don't need qualifications or go to university. That's just a, that's an innate knowing that we all have within us. So thank you as always. Thank you. I often ask for a hug. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for welcoming us, huh? Yeah. So yeah. so beautifully and very welcome. Yeah, and, <laughs> and letting us stay. And if you if you happen to be passing by, then you know come and explore this uh, beautiful community. Take care. Bye bye. Boom boom. <laughs>